0: when he learned that every GOP House member voted against articles of impeachment.
2: Whoa! Whoa.
0: Speaking at a Michigan rally, he said the Republican Party is unified.
3: We have tremendous
0: support in the Republican Party like we've never had before. And he predicted impeachment will come back to haunt Democrats in the 2020 elections. Greg Clagston, the White
4: House.
2: Last night, the president was encouraging young conservatives to stand up to the radical left, in his words. He told students in West Palm Beach, Florida, at a conservative conference organized by Turning Point USA, that they are on the front lines for the battle to defend our way of life. This is SRN News.
5: This Christmas, don't do ordinary, do extraordinary with a gift from Wicks and Jewelers. There are only three days until Christmas, and Wicks and Jewelers in Bloomington is open every day until Christmas to make your shopping easy. Just past 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon here in the Twin Cities, let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows Indoors Weather Center. Mostly sunny today with a high of 43, then partly cloudy with a good chance of fog tonight with a low of 27. we got hour one of the Brad Carlson Show of the Narn starting right now on the Patriot.
0: Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan,
4: here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. A AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. But Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog, it's bradcarlson.org. And feel free to give us a phone call at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to reach out to us via Twitter, just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you uh, tuning in on this uh, relatively balmy Sunday afternoon, I mean, for uh, Sunday in late December, it's uh, close to 40 degrees, I think it got up to about 43 yesterday. So. Well, considering how cold this good. December has been, I mean, this just feels balmy and blissful, I'll take it. Yeah, right, and it looks like it'll be most of the way through the week. I, I'm actually uh, traveling uh, this uh, uh, on Saturday afternoon, I leave for a uh, work trip, so I'm just hoping Saturday's decent enough weather that'll get me to South Bend, Indiana. That's, yeah, what's uh, it looking like for Saturday? I mean, it's a week from now, yeah, so we don't know for sure. Yeah, y- you never know, yeah. Right. Uh, I, I miss the good old days when meteorologists were wrong like 50% of the time, but now with this new heightened technology, they're pretty much right on the button, so I have to kind of uh, fret ahead of time. Uh, so, yeah, you can't get mad at the local weather ban anymore. No, I, I, well, I never really did, but because you know, I'm kind of envious. So, you, know, you get paid all that money to be wrong 50% of the time. Oh, no! I'm going to get some nasty letters. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. We're just having fun. I'm perpetuating uh, weatherman stereotypes. I, I'll,
5: I'll screen the nasty phone calls. That'll be coming our way. Oh, so. we appreciate Tis that. Tis the season. Merry Christmas,
4: everybody. Well, we do have some local news we want to get to, and uh, it's it's been kind of a uh, on-again, off-again with our friend of the broadcast, State Senator Karen Housley. Uh, she was supposed to call at 115, then I got a note. Oops, sorry. She's not. And now, apparently, she's back on again. So Karn's a friend of the show. So one thing I know about her, she's willing to do whatever it takes to try to get on here because this is one of her favorite uh, conservative radio programs in the Twin Cities. At least that's my perspective on it. So I- I'm going with it. I'm I going- agree with that perspective. Yeah, right. So we hope to hear from Karn at 115 to talk about some of the things that she's working on. Yeah, I know the legislature's out of session, but yeah, she's still putting in work. Uh, but I do want to uh, get to the latest Uh, Just when you thought I couldn't possibly come up with another anecdote about the Minnesota Department of Human Services and their ineptitude and dysfunction, (laughs) you underestimate me. I laugh in your face for underestimating me. Each week is a new week with the DHS. Well, I can't take any credit for this. I mean, the Star Tribune reported on this one, a senior official at the Minneapolis Department of Human Services approved thousands of dollars in payments to a private organization while he was serving on its board of directors. Documents obtained by the Star Tribune show that former assistant commissioner Nathan Morocco signed contracts and payment authorizations with the nonprofit Minnesota Health Action Group, an organization that ran a quality improvement program to provide better care for Medicaid enrollees. Morocco has been on its board since 2004 and was the board chair in 2015 and 16. The action appears to violate state. Uh, Minnesota state ethics policies, which say, as individuals, all state employees must ensure that neither they nor their agency are put in a situation where a potential of potential conflict of interest exists or gives the appearance of existing. I mean, that would seem pretty obvious. I mean, how does this guy who I don't know, Nathan Morocco from Adam, but I would have to say if you are able to achieve status where you're the chairman of a board of a, of a reputable nonprofit. How, how do you make that mistake? And then get into the Minnesota Department of Human Services. And when he was hired out of the Minnesota Department of Human Services, did he reveal that he was on the board of this uh, particular nonprofit, Minnesota Health Action Group? We'll read on to find out. The Minnesota Legislative Auditor's Office confirmed Monday that it's looking into the potential conflict but declined to give specifics. So poor Jim Noble's a legislative auditor. He's not going to be able to retire. I mean, every, every week they've got some new investigation undertaken, which I get that's part of their job, but holy cow. Just this one agency of government alone uh Here's the quote. Our office is in the late stages of completing a special review that looks at similar issues, said Joel Alter, who oversees special reviews at the auditor's office. State officials on Monday defended Morocco, saying there was no conflict because he was representing the state's interest with an organization that was trying to lower health care costs and improve quality. When someone is serving their, in their capacity for the state, that is not a conflict of interest, said Commissioner Myron Franz, Minnesota Management and Budget. My God, you know, the spin doctoring that these people have to undertake in order to defend some of this ineptitude and dysfunction. Look, the statute lays it out very clearly. I, I you know, I'm the furthest thing from, from a great legal mind or being able to interpret uh, standards and, and policies at, at a government level, but when the statute says very clearly, or excuse me, Minnesota State Ethics Policies says very clearly, as individuals, all state employees must ensure that neither they nor their agency are put in a situation where a potential conflict of interest exists or gives the appearance of existing. Again, it doesn't say anything about entering into a transaction that looks to be controversial or nefarious. It says, gives the appearance of a conflict of interest. Can there be any more of a textbook case? A high-level manager in the largest agency of government, in terms of budget dollars being allocated, is signing off on payments to a nonprofit organization where he himself not only sits on the board, but later on was the board of directors? Seriously? Now, again, here's a, well let let's let's just kind of give a give an example of this i'm not, I'm not gonna give specifics about the company I work for because it's not relevant, but let's say that while I'm on the air here, I say, you know what if you go to my company for service a, they're gonna do the best possible job they could possibly do. trust me, I know their work is reputable da, da, da. yeah, that may be true. My company may be able to do fantastic work in the line of business that they're doing, and I promote that accordingly on the air here, Um, but would I stand to benefit from that? Maybe, maybe not, but will be a conflict? Yeah, because I'm I'm using this microphone to promote my company, and my company is not paying for the service, and I'm not paying for the service, but yet they benefit from it, and maybe Patriot listeners benefited from it. That's true, but there still exists an appearance of a conflict of interest. I mean, it's crazy how they try to defend this. There's no defense for it. Now continue reading on. Although there are no allegations of financial improprieties in this case, Minnesota's laws were written to avoid even the appearance of a conflict, said Anastasia Belladonna-Carrera, executive director of Common Cause Minnesota. The statute is clear on that, she said. Regardless of whether there was personal benefit or gain, even if there is an appearance of a potential conflict, you are to walk away. A friend of the broadcast, Senator Jim Abler, a chairman of a key Senate health committee, said this is one more example of how things have become casual and lax at the department. They have not they have not been committed to tight programming and doing things the way they should be doing them. In late 2016, Morocco told Johnson in an email that he would separate his DHS financial duties from his work at the Action Group, according to an email obtained under a public records request. By that time, he had signed three contract extensions that more than doubled the value of the multi-year contract to $979,000. Morocco also approved at least two $10,000 membership payments to the organization. but, but again, you know, this is for the betterment of the state and, and, and to provide better, better services. Now, I would imagine uh, any agreements that Morocco has with this nonprofit, uh, any benefits he may derive from this are, are kept confidential, okay, because, it's, you know, it's an, essentially an, like an employee-employer relationship, even though he, he sits on the board. He's not necessarily an employee of the – or he doesn't have to be an employee of this nonprofit. So any agreements that they may have between the two uh, would certainly be kept confidential as they have a right to keep confidential. But you can't help but wonder what kind of benefits the board may derive from the more business that is generated run through their nonprofit, more contracts that are obtained through their nonprofit. I mean, it's not out of line that there would be some incentives now, again, I'm not trying to accuse anybody of anything because the the research has shown that there was no technically no financial impropriety, so I don't believe that's the case here. But again, it opens you up to the appearance of a conflict of interest. I mean, we have gone over uh, how many weeks? I can't even count how many weeks we have laid out another example of dysfunction and ineptitude to the Department of Human Services. And this this has to be the most blatant and egregious egregious and, and the hubris that you have to undertake in order to, to to do something like this to say wow there's no conflict look I'm I'm intimately familiar with this uh, with this nonprofit, of course, they're going to do their best to provide the best possible services for Medicaid enrollees. Why wouldn't we allocate dollars here? Yeah, of course, I'm going to uh, going to take care of this. I have intimate knowledge how how good these people are. I mean, just the, just the arrogance to think that what that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of the people here. So uh, once again, I, I this is another one where I'm going to have to put in the uh, saved folder where, you know, I, I say a lot of these stories. Well, we'll keep an eye on this. We're having to follow up on an awful lot of these. And, again, uh, I can't emphasize enough, uh, Star Tribune and the Pioneer Press have been doing a bang-up job reporting on these for as much criticism as we levy upon media, sometimes local media. Uh, Glenn Howitt wrote this particular story, very well-researched and, and, and laid out. We appreciate that. And then um, Dave Oreck and Ryan Faircloth at the Pioneer Press doing a terrific job reporting on these particular issues too so this is one these are areas where the media is definitely shining a light on this uh on this corruption and um you know hopefully that uh that outside organization that governor walls has proposed come in and research this stuff hopefully they're get, hopefully they're getting on it quicker uh, uh sooner than later because uh how many more stories are we going to hear about similar to this i have a feeling uh, next time i'm in we may uh have another one or two who's to say we
5: should have like a chalkboard in the studio each time uh, we have to talk about the dhs on a sunday just another check on the chalkboard and see how many we can get because you're right i feel like we've been talking about this pretty much since since i started here back in april it's felt like every single week it's just something new
4: well yeah i mean the, the the lid was really blown off at last july when uh last summer when uh commissioner tony lurie ended up resigning and it was pretty suspicious it's like Why would a guy who gave up his Senate seat and therefore allowed the Republicans to increase a razor-thin majority leave a dream job after six months? That just never passed a smell test, and now we know why. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. Yeah, it's Christmas bumper music. You don't need to try to guess the theme of today's bumper music. It's Christmas tunes, my favorite Christmas tunes, my favorite cover of your favorite Christmas tunes right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go
3: nowhere. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling.
0: A fine watch from Wix and Jewelers is the gift of confidence and good taste. You'll be astounded at Wixon's selection of remarkable timepieces from only the world's best watch brands. Wix and Jewelers watch experts don't get paid on commission, so they're free to give you all the attention you deserve, whether for the collector or the fashion conscious. A watch from Wix and Jewelers is a gift that will stand the test of time. Delivering unwavering commitment to the exceptional for 30 years. Wix and Jewelers Bloomington. No mall
3: crowds. Park right at the front door. Open every day till Christmas. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why. Dish has the nation's lowest TV price along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get DISH. Plus, you get all these great TV features. Free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels. Say goodbye to cable and get more with DISH TV. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. As an added bonus, you can switch to DISH now and receive a $50 Visa gift card. So call now and get DISH TV. Call 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328, that's 800-293-0328. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee, monthly equipment fees and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time.
6: We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between,
7: school is now in session.
0: Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280. The Patriot.
7: Giving your Service. When you want your computer fixed right the first time, RB's is the place.
0: Hi, this is Randy from RB's Computer Service. Why is it that your cell phone is replaced every two to three years with no thought about cost, but when it comes to your computer in your office, you try and hold out five to six years or longer to do the same? RB's Computer! What is that loss in productivity doing to your bottom line? Do you know that we can sell you a brand new commercial computer that is super fast for less than the cost of your new iPhone or Android phone? Why are you waiting? Call us today. We can be reached at 763-441-3884. That's 763-441-3884 or on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer
3: problems the boot, RB's Computer Service.
4: Welcome back, Game 1280 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in.
3: It's the most wonderful time of the year. We can say that
4: again. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You got us Wayne by Twitter, hashtag NARNshow. That's hashtag NARNshow for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Well, it seemed to be the question in the morning is, uh, will she or won't she? And turns out she will. Uh, Our longtime friend of the broadcast, Minnesota State Senator Karen Housley, she represents Senate District 39, uh, northmost part of the district in Forest Lake, on down the St. Croix River Valley to uh, St. Mary's Point. Uh, She is able uh, to join us to talk about... the legislature may be out of session, but Karen Housley still putting in work, uh, including renewing a call to modernize Minnesota's liquor laws. Those of us who are football fans and uh, like to indulge a little bit uh, certainly are curious about that. Uh, talk about uh, anything she darn well pleases is kind of how we roll on this broadcast. Uh, Karen, good to have you joining us. How are you today?
6: I am good. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. I'm in. Uh, I'm in the middle of a family brunch. That's why it was Will she or won't she? And I was like, okay, just let me get my order in. And I'll go step out. So well, that's dedication, <laughs> so Karen. Me. We appreciate it. Yes, anything, Brad. You know that. Well, we
4: we appreciate it so much, Karen. So we don't want to uh, take up too much of your time. We do want to get to uh, this uh, issue that you uh, brought to the forefront. Again, the legislative session doesn't start for about a month and a half or so, but it doesn't mean that you all can't uh, still be uh, throwing around policy ideas and uh, putting in the various work. Uh, the headline I saw is uh, Karen Housley renews call to modernize. Minnesota liquor laws. Now, of course, the big fight that we had for a number of years, it seemed like we were finally able to get resolved, where liquor stores can now be open on Sundays, but uh, you're kind of taking this a step further. Uh, Talk a little bit about uh, what this uh, particular legislation would entail, Karen.
6: Well, and just like you said, one of the consequences with uh, uh, liquor stores being able to be open on Sundays is you'll now go get your strong beer or wine at the liquor store before you go watch your Vikings or Packers game, whatever flavor you like. Mm -hmm. Um, But what happened then is you had grocery stores and gas stations that used to be the only place that you could get any beer. It was only 3-2 beer. But now nobody buys that from them anymore because that was kind of taken away by the liquor store. So they got all the business on Sundays. So what my bill does is just allows for grocery stores and gas stations to sell uh, strong beer and wine in their stores. That's it. Pretty simple.
4: So what, uh, and I, obviously as this, been, uh, as this has been uh, pushed forth, what is some of the major opposition or uh, pushback that you are be getting from this? Because just the brief description you give, Karin, sounds very commonsensical.
6: It is very commonsensical. It's and and in a Survey USA poll, eighty percent of Minnesotans are in favor of this. It's a, we are the last state in the country uh, at this point. Last year, there were still six other states that mandated that uh, grocery stores and gas stations sell three two beer um, could only sell three two beer, but they've all lifted that that mandate, and now we are the remaining lone state that still has this this. Prohibition era law on the books, and it's time to remove it. The pushback that we get is, it's any time that there's change, it's like, oh, what's going to happen to uh, the liquor stores, or what's going to happen to the municipal liquor stores, uh, or we have the three tier system in Minnesota. Is this going to upend the three tier system? No, the sky isn't going to fall. Things have changed, and even like with Sunday sales, yes. selling liquor in, in or open the liquor stores on Sundays. Everyone thought the sky was going to fall then, and it didn't. Everything is just coexisting, just fine. So, so it's just it's just a change that kind of scares people that they don't want to have a lot of change. But it's it's very very common sense. People want to be able to pick up their bottle of wine when they get their dinner uh, groceries for dinner, or pick up that six pack of strong beer uh, in the grocery store before the Vikings game. But what's happened now, and we kind of knew this was going to happen, um, is those those brewers that did make 3-2 beer are now getting out of the business because we are only one state. And of our sales in the state of Minnesota, it's less than one-half of 1% of our overall beer sales. So why would anybody want to make that kind of beer, 3-2 beer, when there's only a small percentage being sold? So companies are now pulling out. uh, We had um, um, Heineken and um, Corona, uh, Corona all pulling out. Of the three-two market, so they're not—they're no longer going to be making it.
4: Well, yeah, and obviously we've uh, heard that Governor Wall some of the big agenda items that he has coming up for this session. Uh, you know, kind of the usual gun control. Obviously, he cited uh, some issues uh, regarding climate change. Uh, he's kind of given a cursory mention to all of the dysfunction that's taken place at the Minnesota Department of Human Services. So, uh, do you sense that this is going to get any kind of momentum coming up in the legislative session, Karen? I mean, I don't know if you have anything to say about it. It will, but it seems like uh, this is something that, while very commonsensical and uh, something that impacts small businesses, which I know is near and dear to your heart, uh, some people just don't seem to pay enough attention to.
6: Um, and it is very important to small businesses uh, that that in Minnesota we still have this mandate. I think once once these companies started pulling out of the market of making it, you're taking a product away from these gas stations and grocery stores, uh, and and that's really important to their their bottom line. In in gas stations, uh, when they were the only ones selling the, the weak beer on Sundays, it was the third highest seller. Of those gas stations, and now they don't even have it anymore. So, oh. I think there is a lot more pressure now. Being the last state that that still does this, uh, and so we've got groups that are coming to the Capitol and, and going to be talking to their representatives and senators to make sure that this does get the attention that it needs, and hopefully we can get it passed.
4: Well, we know you are definitely a champion for small business card. I mean, that's essentially your background, having run a a successful real estate company. So it stands to reason this is something that that would be a passion of yours. And another thing that uh, I know that you brought to the forefront just within the last month or so, uh, when you were introducing legislation to protect freelance hair and makeup artists. Now, you read the headline and people Mm kind of maybe laugh that off. But again, this is a liberty issue. This is a right to conduct commerce and without... uh, over-intrusive government. So explain, Karin, a little bit why you decided to delve into this particular industry because, again, these uh, freelance, these contractors, these small business owners having to deal with insufferable government regulations that people just aren't
6: aware of. Uh, this came from, from a woman who lives in my district. She lives with daughter, and that's what she's been doing for the last 15 years is just doing um, brides on their wedding day or proms uh, and doing hair and makeup for just... It's her it's her own small business. Well, all of a sudden, the um, uh, the Board of Cosmetology has decided to reinterpret the way the laws their their rules the way it is. So they have um, they have now told the told these small business owners that do freelance hair and makeup on wedding days that they now need to get a full on cosmetology license. They don't do any haircutting. They don't do any dyeing. They don't do any uh, chemical peels. They don't do nails. They just do hair and makeup, and now they want them to get at least 5,000 hours of training and 2,700 of it in a salon um, before they can go do hair and makeup at a bride's wedding. But uh, contrary to that, you can do a bride's makeup for a uh, a photo shoot for a magazine. You don't Mm -hmm. need a license to do that. And you don't need a license if you're going to work at the MAC Makeup Counter at Nordstrom. But if you're going to go do a prom for a bunch of high school girls, now you need to get this full-on, very expensive license uh, to be able to do that. So there are uh, at least a 1,000 of these small business owners in Minnesota that all got letters from the Board of Cosmetology saying, you need to stop doing business right now or we're going to find you. And they have fined some and put them out of business.
4: Wow. Yeah. Well, so I, did they give any kind of rationale as to why they would implement these, I mean, 4,000 hours, four or 5,000 hours, that's basically a full-time job for two years. I mean, well, did, did they give any rationale as to why they would impose these kind of regulations on these people?
6: Well, sometimes I see it as, you know, where can we collect more fees from somebody? Ah, oh, we haven't got those freelance hair and makeup uh, uh-huh. artists yet. Let's go after them because we can collect some more money from them. They've been, they've been free to move about the cabin for all of these years. Let's go after them. That's, that's, kind of what it feels like because the, the rule and the law has been on the books the same all these years and just this last year they decided to reinterpret it so um you know it's more fees for them it's government growing bigger and and uh, that's what government likes to do and that's what we like to stop so i'm i'm on a mission and you know what it's getting and it's a bipartisan issue and it's getting a lot nice. of attention on, on both sides that they all think rena moran representative moran i talked with her a few weeks ago and she said I am absolutely on board with supporting that because she's got a lot of friends that that's their small business. So it's definitely bipartisan and and, uh, we're going to, we're going to work on that one too. And, and I know some people say these aren't important issues. You know, when you're talking about the dysfunction at DHS and guns and health and human services, but it is very important to, to these small business owners. It is their their livelihood, you Mm. know? So, and, and a lot of them are, are moms and this supports, getting food on their table and when you've got them going out of business because government wants more mandates to grow bigger and collect more fines it's it's not right
4: once again we are joined by a friend of the broadcast karen housley a minnesota state senator out of senate district 39 from forest lake on down the st croix river valley to stillwater st mary's point a car we only have about 30 seconds ago we appreciate it. we want to let you get back to your family but before we do you have a tough re-election battle coming up in 2020. Uh, you're running for re-election. How can people uh, find out more about you, maybe donate to the campaign, and ensure that Karen Housley is back representing Senate District 39?
6: Uh, thank you so much, Brax. I'm doing that end-of-the-year fundraising push. Uh, the website is housleyforsenate.com. You can read all about me, and if you're so inclined, and I would really appreciate it, make a donation, too, because it'll help for our end-of-year numbers. So thank you. And I'm, I'm going to work hard so we can win, so we can keep the majority in the Minnesota Senate.
4: Appreciate the time as always, Karin. Uh Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you and your family, and hope to catch up with you in 2020. You too, Brad.
6: Thanks. Merry Christmas. AM
4: 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
2: Santa, Santa, something terrible is happening.
3: Ho, 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 Rudolph, calm
2: down. Tell me what's going on. I just overheard Mrs. Claus talking. Yes? She said that she's getting a new Santa. Santa? What are we gonna do? What are
3: we gonna do? Rudolph, I know all about it. Mrs. Claus is getting a new Santa Fe from Invergrove Hyundai. What's a Santa Fe? A Santa Fe is Hyundai's most advanced SUV, jam packed with safety and technology features. And its spacious five passenger interior is like the Claus family room on wheels. Does this mean we won't have to take her in the sleigh to Pilates class every Tuesday? That's right. Ho ho! ho. Every new Hyundai, like the Santa Fe comes with America's best warranty. 10
5: year, 100,000 mile limited powertrain and Hyundai assurance. You deserve a great car buying
3: experience, and that's what you'll get at Invergrove Hyundai. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com. InvergroveHyundai.com.
2: And they're reindeer recommended. Sebastian Goka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older... and they discounted it to only 19.95. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or
1: call 800-500-8384.
6: Message and data rates may apply.
1: Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real natural looking hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment.
4: Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio
3: Network
1: children I've got a story Yeah, it's Christmas tunes. Oh, it's about a man. For our
4: bumper music of, today, you know. And I'm Although, Jason, kudos well. to him. He did guess the theme of my normal selection of bumper music. I so. did. Yeah. Does this
5: also have that theme? Well, this is a
4: music, th- as Christmas music. Right, but I didn't know if the
5: theme also carried nah. over. Because I would have given you a ton of credit if you were able to keep the theme going with Christmas <laughs> music. I really would have. That would have been very impressive.
4: I didn't think about that. Maybe I could have, but I don't know. May have been tough, but still. So, uh, yeah, my favorite. Christmas songs and my favorite covers of those tunes I mean you know there are a lot of covers of Rudolph the Nosed Reindeer uh, Let It Snow White Christmas uh, but Frosty the Snowman you can't beat old school Jimmy Durante you really no. can't
5: I mean I'm sure Michael Bublé has done a cover of this too because Michael Bublé has done a cover of every Christmas song that's
4: ever been made I'm sure he has but uh He's you know, pretty good at it too. I'll give him credit. I mean, these this this was when I knew Christmas season was in full swing. Is when these uh, when television back when it was a family event. You know, we didn't have DVR, we didn't have on demand. You sure. had to watch it when it started, seven p.m. Central Time on CBS. Frosty, There's No Man. So I would tune in, and of course, you'd see uh, you'd hear Jimmy Durante singing this song, and it's just like, ah, oh, man, it, it, it would. Nothing beats it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a kid at Christmas time. It really is a it, it really is a, a, a phenomenal sentiment. A kid at Christmas time. So, yeah, Jimmy Durante, Frosty the man, That's my favorite cover of that song. I'm sure again, other people have covered it, but nothing beats old school Jimmy Durante, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Jason, I know you're a Twins fan. Are you one of these people who are in angst that they haven't signed the big name uh, pitcher as yet? Uh, um because Twitter has just become insufferable. I mean, yeah, yeah. The millisecond free agency didn't open. It's like, <laughs> my God, why haven't we signed Madison Bumgarter? You know? I, I know. Um,
5: look, I, I get it because, I mean, what the biggest contract that the Twins have signed
4: in free agency was Jason Castro for three years, $25 million. Oh, that's not true. They signed uh, Ricky Nolasco and Irvin Santana to four-year deals, and oh, that's right, yeah. Irv got like $50 million. Somebody I mean, told me that. I shouldn't have trusted them, clearly. Um, I, I get where the angst
5: is coming from, because you had Thad Levine, or one of the two brain trusts that run the Twins right now, uh, come out before the off season started that, we're going to go get impact pitching, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And the free agent market clearly has not yielded those type of results for your Minnesota Twins. Uh, Bumgarner went to Arizona on what, like five years, $85 million, something like that. Uh, Dallas Keuchel just recently signed with the White Sox for, I think, four years, which that kind of stings a little bit. Three uh, years, actually. Three it's only years. three years? It's only yeah. three years. Okay. I am surprised by that. Okay. Uh, that stings a little bit because that's probably our most formidable divisional opponent now? Because it looks like Cleveland's just selling. Cleveland apparently does not want to compete. Uh, they're trying to trade Francisco Lindor right now for whatever reason. Don't to be get fair, they're,
4: even without Kluber most of the year last year, their pitching staff was pretty fantastic. Oh, yeah. uh, and now, now, I did see some rumors. Uh, people were inquiring about Mike Clevenger. Now, if they trade him, then, then I'll concede they're selling yeah. off. But if they keep guys you know, like uh, Mike Clevenger at the, uh, Clevenger, the mm-hmm. head of that rotation, then that's still a very yeah. formidable rotation. I right. know Trevor... I mean Trevor Bauer they let walk. You know, they mm-hmm. traded him at the deadline and they right. were still in the division race to the yeah. last two weeks. And they
5: got the Bieber kid too. He might be their best pitcher. Yeah. Just right. it's not Justin Bieber, it's something else. I don't know what it is. Shane exact, Bieber. Shane Bieber, that's what it is. Yeah. Um yes, it is disappointing because out of every offseason that I've been through as a Twins fan, this seemed to one, be the one that we had most optimism for making some moves. Um I'm not gonna put the nail in the coffin yet, though, because the offseason is yet to be done. We could make some trades. Um, uh, still, I believe Hyunjun Ryu is still out there. I don't believe he's he signed with anybody yet, no. and he's finished second in the NL. Cy Young was the starter at the All-Star game. Uh, it'd be nice to get him, because I would like a lefty inner rotation. Right now we got all righties. I mean, I know that Lewis Thorpe or Devin Smeltzer may can, maybe can fill out that fifth rotational spot. Right. Um, but good luck prying him out of L.A., especially when L.A. needs pitching, too, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but let's see what happens on the trade market. We got a very flush farm system. Uh, we can trade some guys we got a lot of good outfielding prospects right now uh so i won't be surprised if you hear guys like trevor Larnick or maybe even alex kirloff on the market just a little bit um but right. yeah i'm disappointed but i'm not willing to uh give a grade on the twins offseason until it's fully come to
4: its conclusion i'm checking twitter right now because mm-hmm. in case we miss breaking news although uh, the athletic is pretty good about pinging me when there's like breaking news sure. so if they did sign somebody uh here here's my take on it uh I, I I was the only guy they were really in on of the of the big-name free agents, guys like uh, uh, Madison Bumgarner, Jin Ryu, uh, Zach Wheeler, and Dallas Keuchel. The only guy they were really in on was uh, Zach Wheeler, right. who they offered a significant amount of money to, but you know, his wife, fiance, whatever, from the New Jersey area, which is right across the border from Philadelphia, where he ended up signing with the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, Madison Bumgarner, I hear they were – maybe a little interested, they were willing to go three years, maybe four years. But Bumgarner, from what I understand, he was assertive in going after Arizona. He went after Arizona, yes. saying, This is where I want to be. And I'm willing to, you know, you know, I'd like a five year deal, but guess what? Average annual value is 17 million dollars. Come on. Yeah. And they were willing to 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 take it on. So here's my take on this though. They have been – it has been reported they're offered Josh Donaldson a four-year deal. I'd be fine with that. that with that <laughs> – now, again, I think for a 34-year-old third baseman, I think that's a stretch. But the, for the first couple years, I think that would be a good contract. You move right. Donaldson to third base, and then you probably move Sano to first base because they don't have a first baseman. But here's my take on it, and there's been some discussion of this. Could they possibly package Sano and a mid-level prospect, say, Ooh. to Colorado for John Gray? Sanoa part of that deal? You get hmm. you get you get John Gray out of Colorado. You still have two, three years team control. Sanoa only has two years of team control left. Yeah. And has he done enough to justify a nine figure extension? Uh I don't know. He the there's been like coming into I mean, twenty sixteen was a disaster after a good twenty fifteen rookie year. Seventeen he he was he was playing pretty well, then then got hurt. Yep. And then 2018, he was out of shape a lot. Mm -hmm. So last year, he actually reported in shape, played decent third base, but he's limited at third base. He's got a good arm, but he doesn't have a lot of range. You put a guy like Donaldson at third base, even for his age, he's still a good-fielding third baseman and a very good bat in the lineup. So then, do you go by a trade? I think you would need to put Sano fourth in a trade to get like john gray and john and Hmm. in colorado from what i understand they're trying to trim salary so they want to get rid of daniel murphy i take daniel murphy at first base oh yeah yeah because
5: he can play pretty much anywhere, right he can play third second if you can
4: trade sano and maybe a mid-level prospect for john gray and they just throw in daniel murphy i'd I'd sign that in a heartbeat yeah love miguel sano but again He's getting to the point where only he's two years team control and you don't know what kind of guy that shows up. Now, if you say before the season, Miguel, uh, we've signed Josh Donaldson, you move into first base, does he have really a ton of incentive to get in great shape? I mean, uh, he doesn't have that reputation of really yeah. working to get in good. Now, again, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because he had a pretty solid twenty nineteen. So sure. that's one option. So my thing is if they don't if they end up losing out on the Donaldson sweepstakes, which they are very much in on, then I start to get a little concerned. Then you have to make a trade, which I'd be fine with. But there's talk, and I think we've talked about this, David Price. The Red Sox have three years, $96 million remaining. No way the Twins are going to take all that on. But,
5: more, but this isn't they
4: want to get no. David Price off the books, the Red Sox do, because they want to get under the luxury tax threshold. Sure. So the $96 million remaining, there's talk they'd be willing to pick up 25 to $30 million. So if you can get David Price for three years Say sixty-five, seventy million. I would do it. Yeah, I'd be interested in doing that. Yeah, he's yeah. Sti- he's. St- I don't know that he's an ace pitcher, but he's still a good number two, number three guy. Which means Jose Barrios needs to step up. Yes, he does. He needs to be the Jose Barrios we see in April, May, and June. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if he can do that, yeah. this rotation is much better than it is last year. You have Josh Donaldson playing third base. The power numbers are similar to what Sano puts up, but you've got a much better fielding third baseman, which is going to save you some runs, which is going to be important pitchers. Because let's not forget, the Twins' infield defense last year was not very good. No. And I guarantee you there are pitchers out there, pitchers that whether it be Odorizzi, Barrios, they never said anything publicly, but privately they're like, are you kidding me with this? I mean, Polanco should have had that play. You know, so no, Polanco, it just got right between them. Yep. Uh, a, a decent shortstop, a decent third baseman makes these plays. So my point is I I look at people, the thing that frustrates me, I understand fans angst, but when you start throwing in, oh, this is what they've always done for the past 20 years, I don't care what happened before 2016. It is not relevant to these guys right here. Last season was their first opportunity to start from scratch, they Mauer retired. They were down to a bare bones roster. They made acquisitions like Nelson Cruz, C.J. Cron, Jonathan Scope. They traded for Rizzi. Well, that was before the 2018 season, but he was still under team control. Uh, they Michael Pineda was a you know was they took a flyer on him, and all of these moves worked. Right. So from they took over a 103 lost team, and in three years they were a 101 lost team, and they got to pick their own field manager. So that was their first year of carte blanche. I, my thing is, they may end up not being aggressive enough, but I think they deserve the benefit of the doubt. The, uh, Derek Falvey was in the front office with the 2016 World Series uh, World Series participant, Cleveland Indians. They were the American League champs. Didn't win, obviously. Thad Levine was in the front office of the Texas Rangers when they went to two consecutive World Series, 2010-2011. Do you think they have a clue of what it might take Hopefully. to put a World Series uh, contender in the field. Now, here's mm-hmm. here's the thing that people underestimate is they are building a solid infrastructure of scouts, front office people, and on field coaches that are getting the most out of players. How long have they had Trevor Mayon in their system, or Tyler Duffy, Taylor Rogers? What were they doing before last year? They had their moments, but weren't anything like they were last year. I mean, Tyler Duffy was one of their best late-inning pitchers. Taylor Rogers, solid closer. Trevor May started to figure it out, even after a slow start last year. So my point is, is you're bringing in people who are maximizing the value of what you have in your system already. So my thing is, if the window is open, as they say it is, and as you alluded to, Jason, our top priority in the offseason is impact pitching. You're telling us the window is open right now. So you can't have it both ways. You can't be saying, we're going to go get some guys to win now. But we've got a great future too, so we don't want to give away the farm and these prospects. You gotta be willing to part with some good prospects. You have to. Because here's the thing. They don't always pan out. Nope. And in fact, I don't know the percentage, but I would guess maybe the majority of these blue chip prospects can't miss. Don't pan out. Yeah. I mean, I still I'm old enough to remember when the twins, when they were in the late eighties, early nineties, when they were, you know, won two World Series in five years, they were trying to In 91, when they did win the World Series, they were talking about making trades at the deadline. They absolutely, positively, no way, no how would even entertain any trade discussions that involved Willie Banks and Derek Parks. Who? Right. (laughs) Thank you. That's my point exactly. Now, I'm not suggesting you give up Royce Lewis, your top prospect, your most highly coveted prospect. Uh, I'm not even saying you give up Maybe Kirilov. Maybe Mm -hmm. draw a line in the sand there. But come on, there's got to be someone in your top ten that you have to be willing to part with. If you believe what you're telling fans right now, hey, the window is open right now. Our big target is impact pitching. Then I'm sorry you, if you can't sign a free agent like Ryu, Ryu is really the only big name free agent left. You got to make a trade. Mm-hmm. And if it's for someone like John Gray, where you get two three years team control, you're going to have to give up not only a major league ready player but a decent prospect. Now David Price again. That's a little risky because he's 35, and he was hurt half the year last year. But I still remember David Price from the 2018 postseason, where mm-hmm. he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Whether he came out of the bullpen, the Game 5 start in L.A., he was lights out. Mm-hmm. That guy could. That guy will enhance your rotation. Then you make a trade. And a guy like David Price, you wouldn't have to give up a lot because, again, the Red Sox are just incentivized to want to get under the luxury yeah. tax threshold. But you're still going to have to give yeah. up some.
5: And they're talking about moving moving on from Chris Sale, too, which I'll be
4: honest with you, I'd rather have Chris Sale than David Price, but that might be more expensive. <sighs> but Sale really dropped off last year. And I know he was hurt. Yeah. But, and the team wasn't that good either. Right. I mean. So, yeah, that, that would certainly... Um, raise some eyebrows and it would Mm -hmm. certainly get the attention of of fans but yeah that's a possibility too and back to donaldson
5: really quick even if you sign him for a four-year deal say he loses his range after two years guess what that's what the designated hitter will be for. And right. By then, Nelson Cruz will not be on the team, right? Because look, I mean, there's next year for Cruz, and then we'll see what happens. I think he'll still have a good season, but you never know when you're talking about a 40 year old player.
4: I, I, my, that's that is my one of my biggest sources of angst. He's not going to do hit 40 home runs, hundred plus RBIs again. I don't believe, but I just have a bad feeling with that wrist problem he was having that he's just going to fall off the table this year. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, but again, he's making only he's making only. $12 million yeah. and it's his last year. So yeah. again, to your point, you take that, you take that risk by picking up the option. So um, bottom line is world series aren't one in December. So I don't get all of the angst. I get the frustration, but this idea that you're saying, well, what's happened the last 20 years applies to now. It doesn't, it doesn't. But I will say that they're going to have a lot of explaining to do mm-hmm. if they do not upgrade their rotation. So They cannot go into spring training with what they have. They just can't. No, no question about it. So, well... Another uh, another issue we'll keep an eye on, got to take a little sports diversion. Every By the day. way,
5: I love how we're just
4: talking twins the day after the Vikings clinch a playoff spot. <laughs> yeah, well, We can talk a little bit about that, too. 651-289-4488 <laughs> four, four, eight, eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow. The Christmas song. Is there any other better version of the Christmas song? Is there any version of the Christmas song? Who could do this justice? Just it's Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole. Northern Alliance Radio Network, back in mere moments. Being sung by choir, and folks dressed up like
2: Eskimo. AM 1280,
0: The Patriot.
6: When you're diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, a lot of questions run through your mind. What am I going to do? What are my options? What did I do wrong? We've had those thoughts too, but some questions can help you move forward. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com for an interactive guide to help you learn the next steps to take after an MBC diagnosis. And how to ask the questions that lead to an open and informed conversation with your doctor. Start finding your voice today at findyourmbcvoice.com
0: you have that go-to club in your golf bag that you know will always deliver for you just like diamond stud earrings from Wixon jewelers they're an absolute essential for her and they're always a sure thing for christmas in one easy stop at Wixon jewelers you'll find all the diamond stud earrings you need plus Wixon's incredible staff to help no mall crowds and you'll park right at your front door this year put the romance and excitement back in your christmas with diamond stud earrings from Wixon jewelers open every day till christmas Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with a special half-price offer from AM 1280 The Patriot and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, and you could save thousands this year. Call The Patriot today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800.
5: Come on into the Rack Shack's New Egan
4: location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger.
5: Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280
4: The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner, Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that New Egan location? Oh man, Egan, is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly
5: flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous
4: hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today, or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Rack
6: Barbecue,
5: Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he
3: takes on... Uh,
0: Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The
4: Patriot. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Merry Christmas to y'all. Thanks for tuning in. If we could
1: make
4: I think this is an original song by the Wilson sisters, uh, Hey Santa. Always liked it. Always enjoyed it. Just Carney and Wendy. I guess China wasn't available. There.
5: I'm not too familiar so, with this
4: one. Yeah. You know, well, you know Wendy and Cardi Wilson, right? Not really, no. Daughters of Beach Boy Brian Wilson? Oh, news to me, but okay. Okay. Do you know who the Beach Boys are? Of course, okay,
7: yes.
5: Okay. Wouldn't it be nice? Yes, of course. <laughs> Surfing USA. All right, What's all the right. Christmas song that they do,
4: too? I forget the name of that one. Beach uh, Boys. I don't know. Good question. Uh, Maybe we'll play it. I'll find it. So, anyways, wrapping up this hour. Talking about yeah, all sorts of local stuff. Hey, yeah, speaking of the Vikings, as Jason was as we went out of last segment, they did clinch a playoff spot. He did. I did watch that game last night, uh, the end of the game, uh, Rams of 49ers. That was a fun game. Oh, the Emmanuel Sanders catch with like yeah. 30
5: seconds left was uh, outstanding. Yeah. Was incredible.
4: Good. Yeah, I, I would have still liked to have Jalen Ramsey, despite the fact he got torched on that or there was a miscommunication. Something. Uh, you know, Rams cornerback who was available for a trade, mm, uh, which yeah. uh, he'd look good in that Viking secretary right yeah, now. Yeah, especially
5: so. in hindsight sight too considering we have one of the worst secondaries in all football right now yeah uh,
4: yeah and it's taken away from you know they're getting some uh good pressure up front as well as as linebackers even though uh um, eric kendricks was a pro bowl snub uh, yeah i didn't understand that one but that's neither here nor there yeah big game for our vikings tomorrow taking on the hated packers at the u.s bank stadium a stadium where aaron Rodgers has never won as starting quarterback he's 0-3 and uh, hopefully the Vikings can get the victory tomorrow and still stay in contention for that NFC North title. It's still going to be a long shot because yep. even if they win tomorrow, they and the Packers would then be 11-4. and And the only way the Vikings win the North is if they beat Chicago in the regular season finale and the Packers lose or tie the Detroit Lions. Not terribly optimistic about that one, uh, especially since the Lions, what have they lost? Like eight or nine straight. It's not good. And they, what, they start like three oh and one or something? Something like that. And 3-1-1? they brought back their uh brought back their coach, Matt Patricia. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll play for the coach. Who's to say uh, maybe
3: not. No, they're
4: dying. uh yeah. I I Lions have pretty much quit. Uh they and so who's to say? Um it'll be interesting to see what the Lions do today against Denver. If they show a sign of life against Denver, maybe they're looking at it as okay. We got this coach back next year. Let's try to play for our jobs because you know he's kind of going to be the guy to evaluate us. I don't know, but yeah, the Lions have lost seven straight. Yeah, they started out two zero and one, so they've gone one and ten in their last eleven Eef. games. Yeah, it's not, not good. good. Yeah, so uh, there you have it. I, again, not terribly optimistic. But here is the thing: the Vikings need to somehow finagle their way into the number five seed, which is still. Very possible uh, because I would rather play at Dallas or at Philly, whomever wins the East, as opposed to going to Lambeau Field. Right. Which is where the Vikings will go if they're the number six seed. Which that
5: opinion could change after tomorrow, though.
4: Yeah. Because let's see what happens. I mean,. I don't know about you,
5: but I was kind of having a conflict of interest throughout the game because, on one hand, I wanted the Rams to lose so the Vikings could officially clinch a playoff spot, right? But I kind of also wanted them to win because then it would just give us a better shot at getting the five seed from the 49ers. Look, two games up, a two game lead with two to play in football is pretty much, you're locked in pretty much at that point. It would take a real, like, a devastating. Just uh, amount of affairs to have that kind of happen, Did which that is what happened the
4: last year when they all they had to do was win and get in against a Chicago team that was already pretty much solidified right, in their right. playoff spot, and they right. lost. But so. at the
5: end of the day, I will take being in the playoffs, of course, than whatever seed we're going to be in the playoffs.
4: Because I because if they don't make if they didn't make the playoffs this year, I think everybody gets gassed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you Spielman would have been fired, but Zimmer definitely would have been fired. I think it's the exact opposite. I think the Wilfs like Sim- Zimmer. Spielman, yeah, whatever. Hmm. You know, he, you paid eighty four million dollars for this quarterback for three years, and right. the first two years he hasn't made the playoffs. All right. Um, again, we'll never know because I think everybody is fine now that they're in the postseason. Yes. And uh, you know, it's just it's just bad luck that they're in a division where the team ahead of them has had just a slightly better. And it all goes back to that Week Two game where Cousins threw that awful interception. <sighs> That yeah. when they had it first and goal, yeah, that that's a nightmare, and that that may end up costing them first round buy. Yeah, so. I, I
5: remember I was producing the show for you, uh, and I was I had my computer with the game on, and I was looking, and we were like, all right, first and goal at the nine yard line. Then I look away for about a minute, and all of a sudden the Packers have the ball, and I'm just like, what's going on here?
4: Yeah, it was not good nightmare. So okay, well. Skull Vikings. Uh, that's not the end of the show. I usually say that at the end of the show. But uh, Skull Vikings, let's get the win over the hated Packers tomorrow. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM to The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. Go nowhere.
2: Closing time.
4: Guys,
7: waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced. Free. Just Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply. Absolutely free. Call 1-800-459-3174. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no strings attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1 800 459 3174. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1 800 459 3174. 1 800 459 3174.
6: please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro Life Across America is political and totally educational.
7: A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro Across America, the billboard
0: people. This is Owen Strand for My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for He has looked on the humblest state of His servant. Nearly two millennia ago, a young woman said these words. Mary had just heard the news that she would bear the Messiah, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Christians all over the world celebrate the Incarnation, the true reason for Christmas. One truth of Christmas that we might miss amidst all else going on, truly there is no more powerful affirmation in history of God's design for women than the Incarnation. Our culture tells us it's pro woman, but wars against women in the womb. In Scripture, Jesus is born of a woman. The Genesis curse on childbearing is overcome by God. The elegant distinctiveness of womanhood is elevated and affirmed, while the culture of death and abortion is rebuked. Indeed, God has looked on our humble estate. Merry Christmas. I'm Owen Stram. The Pepperdine
7: Graduate School of Public Policy. Impacting Policy Decisions today, preparing public
3: leaders for tomorrow. AM 1280 The Patriot is WW.